Studio Stories, Studio Stories. A podcast reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history. All stories are connected, new ones woven from threads of the old. Hi, I'm Matthew Jindusky. Welcome to Studio Stories. Today our guest on Studio Stories, reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history, is Eve Schulte. Eve trained with Minnesota Dance Theater and grew up to be a company member in 2007. Soon moving on to dance for James Stewart Ballet in 2009, becoming artistic associate from 2017 to 2020, and most recently taking on the amazing role of James Stewart Ballet's executive director, which is just incredible. Welcome, Eve. Thanks so much, Matthew. Yeah, it's so awesome to have you here. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, I'm happy to say I got to create a little bit with you while you were at MDT on a piece I made, and I just was super inspired by your, you kind of had this ethereal quality uh, that I think honestly influenced the, the work for me quite a bit uh, and gave me direction uh, for the piece. And I found it quite mesmerizing, obviously, to, to create kind of around you in a way. <laughs> wow. I, I'm so excited to learn more about you. So, Wow. Uh, well, thank you so much. And, and being a part of that piece was influential for me too. I remember feeling really involved in the process of the dance making, which, uh, yeah, just having that sort of agency as an artist is something I've, I've carried with me all these years. And that was one of the earlier uh, iterations, I feel like. Oh, cool. Awesome. I, I'm, I love that. I could give that a little bit. <laughs> I definitely, in my work, feel highly collaborative. So I always yeah. want to, you know, work with the dancer and have their voices uh, a part of the process. So thank you. <laughs> thank you back. Yeah. <laughs> so Eve, how did you, how did you start dancing? Where did it all, all begin for you? I'm from South Dakota originally. And I think when I was six or seven years old, I remember taking some classes somewhere over there must have been near Rapid City um but I moved to Minnesota when I was eight and when when we first moved here um I started in theater classes at Children's Theater Company and also some figure skating so I didn't immediately jump into dance um but Jennifer Bader was the dance instructor at Children's Theater. And she, you know, she spied a potential in me and said if, if I was interested in diving more into the dance part of things, uh, she brought up Valley Arts and Minnesota Dance Theater. And somehow I, I wound up at MDT and that's where I continued my training. Like you said, um, joining the company the last couple seasons and then uh, moving on to other things. Amazing. Jennifer Bader. She really does. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer so Bader, she was one of my first, well, she was my first in, in Minnesota, my first dance instructor. Um, I interacted with so many people at MDT, like Tony Persanz, Peggy Saib, Abdo, Saie, like, yeah. it, it's kind of overwhelming. Of course, Lisa Holton, kind of overwhelming to think about all the people I met along the way, just in my training. Yeah, yeah. What what uh, 
teachers or choreographers, you kind of just mentioned some, but that you learned from or feel have influenced you the most maybe within that time frame? Uh, well, Win Fricky was a big one. Um, I still credit dancing in her work, what was the title? Close to Silence, I think. It was at the Southern, it was an evening length work. Um, at the time I was not full company. I was doing a lot of things. I, I don't really remember <laughs> well um, the last few years only because I, I was studying full time at the university at, at the same time. So I was dancing all day and then going to school at night. Oh my gosh. Um, so, like, I, I have certain memories, but a lot of it's kind of in the mix. But I think when I was dancing with Wynn, um, I was still in, in more of the apprentice category, and I wasn't sure that I wanted a career in dance. Hmm. I had a lot of interests. I have a lot of interests. That's something uh, that's really propelled me forward in my career. Um, I really try to listen closely to my intuition and I rarely have a plan, and um, that has really worked out for me. It's just listening closely to intuition and trying to always be learning something new. Hmm. And so when I was dancing with Wynn in this piece, I was having to make some decisions about um, if I was going to school or going to continue into university, uh, what I would study, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. And I realized in that process, I did want to stick with this dance thing a while longer. So that, um, you know, I, I then, I guess I've been quote unquote a professional dancer uh, for 15 years since that. Nice. So it, it yeah. worked out. <laughs> yeah, win for us like, especially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, win's a big one. Um, I had a process with a woman named Lyrally Whittle. Oh, maybe 2012 or so. At that point, I was dancing with James Will Ballet. Um, one thing I've always really appreciated about this company is the agency given to the dancers, the trust, um, the process of dance making in the studio is very collaborative with James. Mm. And then the company has always really valued the work of other choreographers, outside choreographers as well. Um, and encouraging dancers to seek out other opportunities to work with people. So there's, uh, there's a lot of trust there, sending, sending dancers away to, to have experiences and trusting they'll come back more intelligent, more wise, um, with, with more to give to the studio process. So Lee was one of those. I think she spotted me at a performance I was doing with Blake Nellis. <laughs> like all these, all these webs, I guess, of, um, connecting with people. I love it. It's like Charlotte's web. Um, 
and we started a process to make a duet for uh, an evening that Rosie was was curating, a Montreal Dance Exchange. Um, and the person we were doing this duet with, he kind of, he didn't show up. And uh, we had a few rehearsals, but you never know if he was going to show up or like <laughs> he was going to be when he did. So she kind of literally decided to cut him loose and just make it a solo, <laughs> which at that point I hadn't really had a substantial standalone solo. And it was one of the best experiences of my life. She was so, um, her work was such a mix of extreme precision and detail and improvisation and kind of choreographing from improvised passages, mainly from her body, but some from mine as well, which is, was a kind of another newer dive, newer exploration for me. Um, and it, got, it just all crystallized into this super unexpected, totally weird, but like totally groovy 15 minute long solo. Um, wow. So that, that was a definite highlight. Um, again, I was learning so many new things. I just, that's my brain needs to be doing a lot of things. I've never been super focused. Well, let me <laughs> I am super focused on the task at hand, uh, but I need to have a lot of different tasks to feel Fulfilled. And I think it all informs everything else. Yeah. And it sounds to me like you really, really want to be part of that collaboration. I think that that really yes. has fed you as a, a collab, you know, an artist in the studio, not just being told what to do, but, but that the collaboration part of it is really excites you and gets you involved. And I assume that that's what <laughs> the work with Win Fricky would would be as well in that yeah. kind of frame as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just feeling so, I think if you can really, uh, I'm kind of thinking this through as I say it out loud. I think if you are in command of what you can give to the process, uh, and, you, and that, that door is open for you to give and not just replicate, hmm. um, I think it makes for a stronger final product. Yeah, definitely. That's really great. And I, I also have to say, Eve, though, that you, you know, training in ballet so much, uh -huh. you had such a groundedness to you as well, though. I mean, mm -hmm. I imagine doing Wynn's work, like, was that part of the training that you, you took in or, or do you feel like it was a kind of a come natural to you in a way or? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Wynn did teach a fair amount, especially the last few years when I was transitioning more from student to more professional. Although aren't we all <laughs> yeah. students the whole time anyway? I shouldn't, yeah. Um, MDT had a really great program that, that cherished modern dance as much as the ballet. 
I've kind of lost track now if, if that's still the case, but I know when I was growing up, I had just as many modern classes as I did ballet. Um, and I mean, Lois, the founder of MBT, she, she had such groundedness to her work, such, such roots. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really credit that training. I also uh, did a few years uh, of karate. Ah. <laughs> and uh, swim team, although I, I guess that doesn't ground me. Um, that floats me. Um, <laughs> yoga practice has been a kind of more recent discovery, but uh, an important one for like sending energy both ways. Nice. Yeah. Like, you've got to like root in order to really get the heck away from your root. <laughs> yeah. You have to know how to be on your leg to get way the heck off of it. And vice versa. I, I just, I, it's so important. It's that kind of, um, yeah, multiple interests, multiple tasks informing the opposite or these dichotomies um, being so necessary to know both ends of each spectrum in order to, to serve the other. Yeah. And having that kind of tools in your, in your toolbox in a way as a, as a performer Totally. choreographer all of that yeah knowing how to do the super hilarious like funny moments like extreme theatricality and then that that just serves to inform how much to dial the other way when you have to portray something really tragic or mm. um, or like completely abstract that makes me really want to ask you about your collaboration with live action set yeah your theatricality i think that was a great segue <laughs> um, yeah. um yeah tell me about your experience with them and how that came about and yeah what it was like i am just grinning ear to ear um the let's see i think about three years i was a, a collaborator with live action set um, who, who was part of it at, at this point? Yeah, so Noah Bremer and Joanna Harmon were co-directing. And I'm trying to remember how I initially dipped my toes in. Uh, I remember seeing a Fringe show in, like way back. Like for me, ancient history, I was at a Fringe show. I was a teenager. Um, and they did... I want to say the title was like, please don't blow up Mr. Boban. Oh, yes. I love that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was in the, I think it was in the basement of the, is it the soap factory? Yeah. Yeah. In the ground, potatoes were flying. Uh, it just, it was, I had not experienced anything like that. And I loved it. Um, and so they were always on my radar, and then somehow an opportunity came up where I could actually be a performer with them. And so I immediately, of course, said yes. Um, that was for, let's see, Crime and Punishment, which also was in the, the basement of the soap factory. And they, oh. they crafted the space so that it was a number of rooms or alleys or... Um, different settings, different locations that you would find in Crime and Punishment, that, that novel. Um, and it was an immersive 
experience where they had 12 different storylines going at once. So it was completely complicated, which I love, and <laughs> pulled off really well, which is like added bonus. Um, I they just they had this room that was it was kind of meta. It was it was not directly part of this uh, storyline, but it, it was a bunch of different notes and and pathways all mapped out so people could see all the different storylines and the connection points. And there was a mm. bell that would time out different chapters. So performers knew when they had to um, advance a certain, uh, you know, event through things and totally magical. I loved it. It was, um, I think I did a little dancing, but that's the most actor I've been. Um, <laughs> I've generally been credited as dancer, but that was definitely an acting foray. And then we just kept talking and I collaborated on a few other shows with some credit as, um, I think, assistant director or co-director. Um, I love, I think how they describe themselves as like physical theater, I think. Yeah, so, they're, so they're aware of how storyline and text and, and, and spoken word can advance the story, but they're also aware of how just physicality can, can mainline to the heart in a, in a way that words maybe, maybe can't, or like there's an extra step with words where your brain has to, has to make logical sense of it in order to then know how to react, <laughs> whereas yeah. dance movement, there doesn't have to be logic for it to to make sense. Yeah, and I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel as though they really uh, workshop like the pieces that they made, like um, really yeah. having the performers, the people involved, uh, playing games and finding the material that way and and even how the evening would go like it, it'd be more of a oh gosh like everyone gets to have a say in a way yeah yeah they like devised all of their shows i mean even crime and punishment which was based on a story it 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 was entirely its own thing and it came up with a lot of creative input from many partners. Um, yeah, I, I'm just reminded of the last project I did with them, which was called Unset. And it, I'm trying to think about the most succinct way to describe this. It, was it at the Southern Theater? Yes. Okay which I, I love the Southern. I'm yeah. sure many people have said that before me. Um, but it, it was dance pieces co-created with untrained audience volunteers. So oh, there's, yeah. there's a cohort of six of us dancers who trained together and really got to know each other's um, movement patterns, certain techniques where we could just um, like say, 
everyone would just all rush the stage at one point. We just, we grew this intuition amongst us. Um, and then what we did with that was we supported an untrained audience participant, volunteer participant to um, come up on stage, share a story in relation to a prompt that our MC would give, like, uh, you know, tell, tell us about uh, a song from your childhood that you still think about, mm. or describe your favorite piece of visual art. And then we would listen to this person tell whatever their experience was. Um, and then they were invited to take a spot on stage and uh, co-create a piece. Hmm. And was our amazing musical improviser, um, Jen Mack, Blake Nellis, Deanna Gooding, Tori Edel. Um, who am I forgetting? Oh no, Nate. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, yeah, Joanna and I were the main directors on that. Noah, at that time, I he was in Las Vegas because he took another job with Cirque out there. Yeah, and is live action set still like functioning, or, or I feel like it kind of pops up in and out. In yeah, the they they pop up. Um, to my knowledge, they're both in Las Vegas right now. Jo- Joanna and Noah. I could be wrong. <laughs> Let me know, Joanna. Yeah, yeah. Well, so cool. And so you obviously have freelanced with other independent choreographers and and groups in town. And did you ever dream of dancing elsewhere, Eve? Did you have aspirations or auditions ever on a national level? No. And I I think because um, kind of how I alluded to in the beginning, I... I never really knew how long this was going to last. <laughs> I didn't really dream about, about, about dancing as a career. Um, it's really worked out <laughs> that way. And I, mean, I mean that in the literal sense, like it has simply just worked out that way. Um, I knew I wanted to stay close to my mom. It was just me and her growing up. Um, and she lives in Eden Prairie. So I, I never wanted to stray too far away. Um, and Sam and I met at MDT, and we are still sharing our life together. We thought we'd be married last May, but um, obviously put that off. Because, uh, um, yeah. you know, it's been 12 years. We can wait another. <laughs> um, it's so yeah. funny. I thought you two were already married. Yeah, a lot of people. Wow. <laughs> I do half the time. I, we, we are. Um, we just don't have the papers that say yeah. we are. We, yeah. Amazing. It's been 12 years, which is amazing to think it's been that long, but also, of course, it's been that long. I feel like I might be wrong here in time frame. Uh, and this is so not even necessary to talk about, but I feel like the Great, two of you were, <laughs> What's that? I love those. It's not necessary, <laughs> but let's let's do it. Well, I feel like the two of you may be, and I this is where I'm probably wrong, but when I was creating the work there at MDT, I feel like there was that was like a fresh new relationship, maybe. 
No, you're wrong. Um, okay. <laughs> no, we got together once I departed the company. Um, oh, but you were probably picking up on a crush that I had on him. Something, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I yeah. love that. There was something there. I just remember, are those yeah. two? I kept having that kind of, are those two an item yeah. in my head? We were very good friends, that's for sure. We yeah. were very good friends. I think he joined the company when he was 20. Um, I was jailbait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was 15. Um, but we were really good friends, and I was like spending a little more time in the company sphere at that at that age. And, um, yeah, but we we I think no, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, I had um, I had moved on, and we were just spending a lot of time together that spring, and realized it was time to yeah have a relationship. Nice. And test it out. And we tested it out for one month and then we moved in together. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is, he is such a sweet, sweet man. My yeah. So, really. It's really, really nice. A nice couple. You're a nice couple. <laughs> I think we balance each other out really well. He's just um, like so level, down to earth, just the sweetest heart. Um, yeah, he makes me laugh. Nice. So in in that time frame then of of being with Sam as well, you you've now been with James Sewell Ballet for twelve years as well. Yes, that's right. Which is such a, a great accomplishment, and I always think of it's been you know, a, every, a every really good I've fit. Had. Even it's, as I've evolved, um, it just remains a good fit. And James and I have built up this rapport and this trust. And uh, yeah, when I was considering this leap into what's next, into executive directorship, um, I will say again, this was not this was not ever the plan. Um, <laughs> I knew there was an uh, an opportunity coming up, and things were timing out in such a way that I was like, well. Maybe I should throw my hat in the ring here for consideration. Um, and you know, when I when I approached James about that, there was, and I, I think still is, a little bit of um, not wanting to lose me as an artist. Hmm. Yeah, because are you still dancing with the company and everything? Right now, no. Um, again, I don't really make definite plans. I don't think I've retired, um, but in the moment right now, I am not in the studio daily. Um, I'm in the office daily and, or, you know, at home, working from home daily, just because I really need to focus in on this task. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot I bring to this role as an artist and as someone who's been with the company for so long. Um, and uh, none of that is diminished by the fact that I also have some work to do you know, <laughs> to learn about fundraising, which is something I've never considered really. Uh, yeah. And, and board business and relations and um, marketing. It just like there's a lot of things I I need to uh, 
not catch up on because that implies like I'm falling behind, but I just um, needed to really tune into in an intentful way um, and trusting that even if I put dance on hold for the moment or, or maybe it's forever, I don't know, but I'm, what I know is I'm really ready to be serving in a different capacity and uh, supporting great dance making and great dancers in the community in a different way. And I feel like I'm up to the task. Definitely. And I think it, you know, I always think it takes such a special awareness, you know, to split that creative and admin brain. So it, it makes total sense to me that you're completely like focused on it yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and I especially love hearing your super curiosity. I feel yeah. like you really have this open mind of like, okay, I'm going to learn about this and learn about this. And I think yeah. that's so important. And it obviously shows the faith that James has in you to, to do that, you know? Yeah. I hope I never lose that curiosity. I don't think I will. Um, I just, I don't remember if I heard someone say this or came up with it along the way, but, um, I want, one thing I, I share whenever I'm teaching dance is, if you think you've made it or you like um, have reached the, the end of the journey with something, just keep your eyes open and look for a different journey. Um, hmm. Or like, don't, don't be aware if you're shutting down to some other opportunity or some extension of the journey. Um, there should always be more to learn. That's, it just propels me forward. That, that constant curiosity, wanting to deepen awareness. Yeah, that's so great. And I, I, I hope I'm, I always try to strive for that myself as well. So that's really, I think it's kind of something that I hope is ingrained in a dancer's training and mind, you know, that, that they have that kind of, yeah. I don't I think- know, education. I think uh, it's certainly getting better. Um, Yeah, there's something about ballet training in particular. I just, I really wonder about the training sometimes. Um, Mm. Because I know I certainly came from the ballet background um, and avoided... I feel like sometimes when I see young young ballet trained dancers, they're going through the motions or it's a, a really external point of view for understanding where they are in the technique or the journey. Um, and as, as much as I can, I try to break down that, those assumptions or those barriers um, whenever I'm teaching. So I, I'm still teaching a little bit and this time, I'm teaching just one day a week at the university, the ballet class there. Oh, nice. And then um, I share that with uh, Darius Malone, who's a JSB dancer right now, just in his prime. He's great. Yeah, I'm excited to see him dance. I keep hearing his name. and I've Yeah. 
take him take him in on the stage. Yeah, uh, obviously, <laughs> for a lot of reasons right now. But yeah, it's so true. And I, I feel like I think this this conversation is very much happening with ballet, um, mm-hmm. that approach. And I, I loved just recently chatting with Penny and Sally. Yes. Um, you know, and, and they completely were saying similar things. So it's really, it's great to hear that. Particularly um, at JSB. I mean, that's been a goal from the beginning when, when James and Sally started the company was, yeah. okay, we, we know how to do ballet, but like what else, <laughs> what else can we do or infuse in the ballets to make, um, to just keep expanding that boundary and expanding that understanding. Because um, I, I understand, I comprehend when uh, certain choreographers are a little uh, wary of, of ballet trained dancers, I totally get why. And I hope that our work is helping to undo some of that. Um, yeah, I'm always talking about spirals. It, I mean, it's just, uh-huh. It's wrapping back around to this idea of, of me being a really grounded ballet dancer. It's yeah. It, it's all so important. Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and for me, you know, personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the the big bad guy <laughs> right now because I love balancing. Uh, I, I love very huh. specific ballet, but. I I never usually like ballet when I see it, yeah, <laughs> and so too. much of it, yeah, it's so much about like who are you in there, you know, like that expressivity, obviously, with my aesthetic of modern, contemporary, and you know, I don't know, I feel yeah. like there's it's such a beautiful thing, and it's a, it's it, but it, uh, yeah, that's yeah, a personal. It, it can, depending on the performer, it can have a real veneer to it that um, is kind of block. It's that channel directly to the heart. Sometimes I feel like there's a, a veneer or a block hmm. where I can, I like appreciate certain things about technique, um, but it kind of, it fizzles beyond that. The dancers I love to watch are the ones who regardless of whatever technique they're playing, um, like just make me want to get up there and, and do it right next to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, whatever the choreography is, some people just are able to, to mainline in and uh, almost like just grab your hand and take you with them. Yeah, nice. I, I like your words, <laughs> Eve. I think, I think you were studying English, is that right? Yeah, I yeah. have my undergrad in, in English at the U. Well, I, I really, uh, I really get a sense of your you, your wonderful way of describing things. I like it. <laughs> I also I was thinking about I shared with with you. Um, I I have such confidence. I can dance around the stage all day long, and I literally I never had nerves or jitters going onto a stage to perform. It just, at most, it would it would just be this um, sense of 
I guess, excitement, but again, like this also really grounded level place, just take a deep breath in and out and then you go and it's, it's marvelous. Even when things went wrong on stage, <laughs> I never felt nervous or like um, scared a bit, but speaking <laughs> has always been uh, nerve inducing and I just get these jitters and I'm, I'm literally, I'm sitting here in my, and my chair just kind of like tick-tocking back and forth to get rid of some of that nervous energy. Huh. Well, um, you're doing amazing. Well, I thank think. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to get back a little bit to uh, the mentioning of the curiosity and the uh, collaboration and creating. Yeah. Because you've also made your own work with James Fobelli's, uh program, The Ballet Works Project. Did that come after the play that you did with live action set? Did it kind of follow that? Or? No. Um, I'm trying. I think it was right around the same time. I know I invited Noah and Joanna to sit in and watch a run of that piece um, because I, I was really interested in, in the theatricality of it, um, if it was reading in the way I thought, and I thought those two would be able to tell me a really clear answer. Um, I, it was earlier, let's see, I think it was a year or two before on set. I think it was earlier when I had, um, maybe done one, one or two things with them. Yeah, that piece was remarkable in many ways. Oh gosh, I'm sounding super full of myself, but no. what was remarkable to me is um, the people I was working with, uh, just the artists, uh, were so giving. Here we are again, wrapping around the web. Um, they really, really gave to that process. We had one week to make it. Which, wow. <laughs> that's remarkable. Uh, yeah. it, and it ended up being 29 minutes. Um, and, you know, I went in there with a really nearly complete understanding of the music I was going to use. Um, I had mapped it out. I had maybe a couple songs. I, um, you know, for one section, I was like, okay, I know it's going to be this Nine Inch Nails song or this uh, Chopin. <laughs> uh-huh. And I had, so that's interesting because it was, that piece was based off a novel by Kate Chopin called The Awakening, which I'm sure many of us have read either in high school or college. Hmm. Um, or in neither, maybe you just read it. And so that was a really literary English major brain take. Um, how, do I, how do I take this story of a woman in multiple relationships and um, like seeking that agency for herself. Like she was ahead of her time. And um, yeah, it was dramatic. Like she ends up walking into, oh, I'm gonna give it away for anyone. So if you're gonna read this book, um, she ends up walking into the ocean at the end of it. And cause she just can't reconcile with um, societal constructs. And so I wanted to take on this really big story, this really big 
dramatic thing um, for the first big piece that I, I got to make with a company of dancers. Um, and so what was remarkable is like we pulled it off and I had a lot of people, I mean, to this day, recall that um, and just share with me. It really impacted them in different ways. And what was really cool is some people got the sto- that particular story out of it. And then there were so many other takes. There were so many other interpretations, which is another thing I love about dance, about this art form, is it can be interpreted so many different ways. Um, yeah. There's yeah. potential there for one piece to be read like a handful of ways, at least. Um, yeah. What was the name of that, the title? Annie Offered None. And that, I just selected those words out of a few sentences. Um, Because I was thinking of taking the title directly, um, like consecutive words from from the sentence of that novel. And then I decided I wanted to go more abstract with it. Annie offers none. Yeah, and that, it was um, nominated for a Sage Award that year as well, which was just another... Like astounding, um, just total honor. Yeah, not just and, just and the you, I just was so blown away that people were impacted. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And I don't know if I got to see that one. Uh, which well, you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I did. I mean, that's the, you know a little bit of the the issues we have right in our dance community it's like well maybe i was out of town or had a show or you know yeah um, that's it right? there's so much gosh aren't we so lucky and what's the opposite of lucky yeah it's true <laughs> yeah so yeah so have did you be, with that uh such positive response and my gosh in one week of making it yeah. have you made other works then beyond that or yeah, so not not too many. Um, I guess another special thing about that, and maybe what am I what am I trying to say? Um, I was in the zone with that one. I just had such a clear direction, clear vocabulary. Like the movement just flowed out of my body. And it was good. It didn't need much editing. <laughs> you know, I just, I was in the zone. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't think that's normal or um, should always be expected. But I've kind of been like waiting for that to return. <laughs> uh-huh. I think a part of um, why I haven't done too much is I just had this remarkable first experience. Um, it just so many things were were clicking yeah but i have done a couple other things um and i've enjoyed it i've enjoyed it when i've returned to it even if i didn't feel quite in the same zone um i mentioned linnea moan she was the um improvising musician that we worked with on on set yeah i called her up last summer was it last summer nope two summers ago um 
because James had extended a, another opportunity for me to, to put a piece on a program. Um, this time that one showed at the Goodale Theater. And I, uh, I didn't want to defer, although I didn't really have the zone feeling. Um, but I called her up because I really, I knew she would at least be able to hook me up with um, some, some like pre-recorded music. I, I wanted to pick her brain for, um, for some music. And then I was like, well, actually, why don't I just ask if she would collaborate with me? Why don't I just get over whatever reservation I have about that? I, I, my only reservation was I thought she was too cool for me. <laughs> she is just, she's so cool. And I, her music's just off the charts. I love it. Um, and so, of course, immediately she was like, oh my gosh, yes, please, let's collaborate. Um, I dumped all these random images and thoughts I had. I was thinking about, like, uh, gosh, children in cages at the border. I was thinking about traveling, navigation, um, from one place to another, not sure if we're going to return. I just like dumped all of these ideas on her. And she started uh, sending me little files of like her humming in the garden while she was picking tomatoes. Or uh, <laughs> there was one recording where you could actually hear her uh, her car um, turn signal in the background, which I, I we almost kept. <laughs> uh -huh. um, yeah, and that and so again, I guess I was really driven by the music first, and the ideas or the the storyline idea, and then I got in the studio and I started making some movement with a whole new crop of dancers and. Once again, it just, it was a really great experience. My gosh, Linnea performed live. Um, wow. Yeah, so I, I was really proud of that one too. What was that called? Yonder. Ah. Well, yeah. I may have to get, get some video footage or something from you. Sure, yeah. I'm getting to see these things because it, it's so interesting to me. Um, yeah, I don't think yeah. I've gotten to see your work, Eve. On the stage. Yeah, I, I, I'm realizing I when I'm making a piece, it's got to be real fast and furious. Um, <laughs> and maybe that's something to do with this idea of. Yeah, I'm really focused at the task at hand, but I've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> so yeah. I've, got, I've got to make it while I got the time, and I've got the, the, the bandwidth and. Um, yeah, just the focus. What is yeah, it's almost like there's this urgency yeah, component to it. Definitely. Like, okay, here we go, and let's do it. Definitely. And yeah. then I've made a few other things. Uh, there were two pieces that went on a, a kids program at the Minnesota Orchestra. That was a real treat. Um, it's just super musical, super fun. And, um, and then there was another piece within a larger piece that was mostly by James, but he invited me to make one section. Hmm. Um, and that was with the on trio. 
And so these three sisters, one on the piano, cello, and violin. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was a treat as well. I think it well, was. How cool that, yeah. that James, you know, welcomed that onto the stage. That's, Both of those. That's like, that's what's so cool, right? Totally cool. And that just speaks to another part of what's been so, so dear for me at this company. And not just for me, but but for others too, is like this um, upward motion that I've always felt was part of being in this company. Opportunity for upward motion, whether it be um, choreographic opportunities or um, just like having conversations with the artists. They're not just dancers there to go five, six, seven, eight. They are people who have multiple skills, multiple interests. And there's always been a place for um, delving into all of it. Not You're not just a dancer here. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I mean, it's like raising each other up. We're in this together and... <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. Collective. I'm very interested in the collective. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, Eve, I feel like um, you shared quite a bit of highlights uh, <laughs> along this conversation as a performer and choreographer and collaborator. Is there is there something that one other highlight maybe that stands out to you that I didn't we didn't get to or there is um, so. Yeah, let me talk more about myself. <laughs> um, <Please. laughs> well, I'm just thinking about like another. Uh, I haven't name dropped as much as I wanted to, <laughs> but, but one of my former JSB colleagues, Corey Goey, um, he and I got to take a group of students to Europe a couple of times, which I, as another just extraordinary. Uh, time in my life, two summers, I think 2014 and 2016, um, we were co-directors of the Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp um, International Ballet Ensemble, which is a long title. Uh, yeah, and that that was so special because, again, it was down and dirty. You had a week, one week to make a program, an hour-long program with a bunch of student dancers from all over the country. Um, and then you were on a flight over to Europe for a month of, wow. of touring around and uh, presenting this program, very often sharing the program with young dancers uh, based in France or Germany or Denmark, and uh, teaching class along the way. and. One really, really special thing about that program is the dancers would stay with host families the whole time. So in addition to, you know, being in new cultures, on the road, getting a professional tour experience, they're also literally immersed in the family life of some new found friends um, the whole time. Yeah, so that's like just a really big 
chapter on the journey so far that was so influential and just um, we would always remind the students you're young ambassadors for America so let let the people you're staying with let them know what beautiful magical um, potential exists in the youth of America right now that's so cool. That program sounds incredible. It was, yeah. yeah. As, as far as I know, it's been discontinued at least yeah. for a short while, um, you know, even before pandemic. It, it had been a couple of years since that program um, went out, but I hope they return to it. And I, yeah. What age group is that for? for? High school. It is high school level. Wow. So cool. That is yeah. really, can you say the name of it again? I know it. Yeah, Blue Lake Fine Arts Camp, based in Michigan. Um, and I, you know, I taught there about eight summers at the camp there, but then two of the summers um, was part of this, this international ballet ensemble. Oh, how amazing. Like to get to that traveling and, you know, I think yeah. so much of, what dancers are <laughs> this i'm okay i'm gonna just speak for myself here yeah. <laughs> being younger and wanting to dance and travel the world you know it was like all about like i'm gonna go to this new city and and over here and you know and getting to experience that uh was always just so so wonderful and eye-opening and educational and you know experiences you know just experiences of yeah camaraderie with your fellow dancers that you're with yeah. you know that bonding and so that's so cool that to get to have that knowledge and experience as a, as a young dancer I think just really really can help fulfill them I wish the there was a way uh, to support all young people everywhere in the US. I, like, I wish there could be a, a mandatory year abroad for everyone. It's just making connections with people from other countries. It's so important. It's just so important um, yeah. Yeah. for building empathy and understanding and um, like good communication and it just there's there's so many uh, maybe not so hidden, but it, there's just so many things that can be gained. Um, and in like the two months cumulative I've spent overseas in my life, I just came back so much richer. Yeah, um, it's nice to get a perspective. Humanity, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Well, Eve. My goodness, I have really enjoyed chatting with you. Um, oh, my pleasure. Thank <laughs> you so much. You've been so um, so accommodating and, and easy to have a conversation with. <laughs> I'm still jittery, but um, <laughs> I think it's more the coffee than the nervousness. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, you know, I, I keep saying this now after <laughs> almost every interview of just uh, I'm amazed by dancers and I, I think uh, that they're the most beautiful uh, 
humans in the world. Um, and it's so nice to just hear stories and the similarities and the unknowns that, that I, I'm like, what? That's so cool. You know, like, I just really, really appreciate getting to know people. Um, getting to know you with this. So it's really awesome. It's been so my thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today. Next week we hear from James Sewell, his exciting beginnings in New York 